As we've been seeing in the news, demonstrations have spread across Iran, sparked by the death of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old woman who died days after being arrested by Iran's morality police. They say she was arrested because she did not comply with strict head cover rules, but Masa died in police custody last week, and the Iranian officials, like I said there, they claim it was a heart attack, uh, but Masa's parents and her family, her brother, say the government is lying about that. And now the powerful imagery coming out of Iran shows women cutting their hair, burning their scarves in public in protest. At least 35 people have died in the protests. And the government has shut down the internet to squash dissent. My guest knows firsthand the oppression that women faced in Iran. Tamine Sadegi is organizing a protest in solidarity at the Vancouver Art Gallery downtown today. Hello, Tamine. Hello, good morning. Well, thank you so much for being here. I wonder, has Iran ever seen anything quite like this display of defiance to the patriarchy that we're seeing there? Um, Actually, one month after this uh, Islamic regime took power, uh, when they made the law that women have to cover themselves, there was a mass demonstration by women in many cities, different cities, but it got crushed and, you know, like women got arrested and they got beaten up and, you know, they disturbed those, all those, you know, demonstrations. And throughout last 42 years, women always were fighting against compulsory hijab. And uh, it's not just uh, about the hijab. Uh, a lot of, you know, anti-women laws and regulation uh, were passed by this regime and women's, you know, like uh, life got very limited after this regime took power. And this is after 42 years, actually, uh, people came to the point that enough is enough and they want to, you know, like through, you know, like this regime because uh, they don't change. People tried so many times to change many laws and regulations, but, uh, but this no regime, change. you know, yeah, no. And Tamine, do you think this is going to be a turning point for women's rights in Iran? I'm sure because this generation, you know, like they are so different than, you know, like past generations. They are so brave. They came to the street, they burnt their, you know, headscarf, and they says, they say, you know, enough is enough. And I think it is. They, I don't think, they, I don't see they're going to go back to home because uh, they know if they go back, the regime is going to go back the same way as they were. And I feel this is a turning point. And we see demonstration in more than, you know, like 80 cities. And uh, Massa's death became viral. Over 60 million, you know, Twitter, uh, you know, went all over the world and uh, women in Iran finally they were able to show the world that this is not what, what they wanted this regime is not what they wanted they, they they like to finish it this is you know like insulting to all the women even the women who are you know covering themselves because women in Iran are denied for their basic rights uh, and they started with hijab and then they went way more farther like women they don't have right to custody of their kids they have no right to divorce they have no right to educate or travel without their male guardian and there are so many so many anti-women you know laws and regulations that women have been fighting for the last 42 years 
The Iranian regime has shut down the Internet, as you know, and uh, the president there is saying that they're going to clamp down further on protesters, that they're not going to tolerate them. And I know that a lot of people there are using VPN to try and skirt uh, the, the Internet closures. People are doing other things to try to route to Internet so that they can get the message across. Have you been talking to people there? Yes, I have. You know, like last month, uh, two, three years ago, there was an uprise and they shut down the Internet and they killed over, they massacred over 1,500 just in a week. The reason the government is doing the shutting, you know, the Internet that they easily can call, go to the street and shoot at people and, you know, like kill them. And there are still, you know, like uh, if you go to Twitter or Instagram, you will see people getting shot on the streets. And the reason, you know, like they're shutting down the Internet is they want, you know, quietly, they will not know what is happening in Iran. And easily, you know, like arrest and kill and torture. They they did it, you know, like the last 42 years. And this has always been the tactic, you know, like they are so dictator and fascist. And they have no shame of, you know, like brutally suppressing people on the street, even young people, you know, like young, old, doesn't matter. You know, like they don't want to hear any opposition, any opposition. And they cry down. Tamine, I understand you have some experience with the Iranian morality police <clears throat> yourself for not wearing a hijab. Can you tell me what happened? Oh, yes. You know, like they make it life like a hell for Iranian women. What happened From to you? Time- for me, you know, like, like we went to the park. I remember my daughter was uh, just a young baby, and my uh, my headscarf was, you know, in the middle of my head. And then morality police came to me, and they threatened me. You pull your hair, you know, like your scarf down, or otherwise we're gonna pin it to your head. That happened so many times. One time I was standing waiting for a taxi, and my you know, like uh, Islamic dress code was not long enough as they wanted. And then they spit at me and they swore at me and they threatened me like, you go change your clothes. Otherwise, you know, you're going to end up in jail. That happened many times to me on the street and you get sick and tired. And that's why that was one of the main reasons I felt insulted and humiliated by this morality police. And, you know, my question is when they say this is your choice, this is not true. <clears throat> they are not just putting pressure on women. They are putting pressure on men, uh, your, your partner or your brother or your you know, husband or you know, your father, that if your daughter doesn't have a proper hijab then that means you know something wrong with you too so like and and then you know like this is a pressure it's not a choice in iran never been a choice by uh, any islamic government who took power like iranian regime like taliban like isis and just name it they never you know like let that be a woman choice it's always been a compulsory and force on women force on the communities force on the nation that women has to cover it because this way they can control women. Yeah, that happened so many times to me. And uh, I didn't want my daughter to grow up under this kind of, you know, like uh, condition. Yeah. Speaking of which, there is a large Iranian population in Metro Vancouver. What is your sense of how tied they are to the plight of people on the street now protesting in Iran? The heart of Iranian and, you know, like anywhere, if you look at, you know, like Canada and many other places where the women, you know, like Iranian men and women, the Iranian live, they have had 
so many experiences by morality police and they are fed up and their heart is with Iranian women. That's why we had a huge turnout on Monday and on Wednesday, even Wednesday was the middle of the day, but I was shocked like I saw this many turnout. People are fed up with this regime. This regime has no representative of the people. And, you know, like young women, 21st century, they don't want to accept this barbaric, you know, law and regulation by anyone. And But sadly, like our regime have a gun and have a military and have everything to suppress people. And Tamina, tell me about what's happening today at the Vancouver Art Gallery outside your organizing. And today uh, we're going to be in front of Art Gallery at 3.30 and uh, I know like many you know, groups uh, are coming, joining us. They, some, they wanted to march to come there. Some, they're going to come earlier there. So we are going to be voice of, you know, like Iranian people in Iran. And we want to be supportive of Iranian. And they are expecting our MLAs and uh, our member of parliament to show their solidarity with the Iranian women's movement. Uh, because we need voice, uh, because Iranian women's voice, I think, have not been heard as much as it should be, even though they've been on the street many times. And I'm expecting, you know, women's organization come and show their solidarity and their support. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Tamine. I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving me this time, and uh, I hope you have a good day and see you there. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.